Welcome to 90% Mental. I'm your host, Grant Parr, and thank you for joining us for our very first episode. What is 90% Mental? What does it mean? How has this statement changed the way our society has looked at sports psychology within sport? I think the famous quote from Yogi Berra, baseball is 90% mental and the other half is physical, has really changed the way we looked at and understand sports psychology. I'm fascinated by this topic, not only because I'm a sports performance consultant, a football coach, and had played quarterback for 13 years through the college ranks, I felt that it is my duty to bring awareness and education on mental performance within sport. So my goal is to have great conversations with Olympians, professional, collegiate high school athletes talking about their story with the mental performance, but also talking about my stories as an athlete and also talking and diving a little bit deeper about situations that are happening within sports from a mental perspective. So it brings me to my first guest. I'd like to introduce Hunter Bishop. Hunter is an explosive two-sport athlete that just graduated from Sarah High School out of San Mateo, California, where he had an incredible senior year. He was named 2015 Under Armour All-American, selected to the 2015 Area Code Player Team. He was selected First Team All-League as an outfielder. He was also selected First Team All-League as a wide receiver in football. He was named WCAL Player of the Year for Baseball. He accepted a full-ride baseball scholarship to Arizona State University. He was also drafted by the San Diego Padres in the 2016 Major League Baseball Draft. And to top off his senior year, he had a batting average of 438. What you're going to hear from Hunter is his journey, how he overcame the pressures of stardom during his senior year at Sarah High School and how he dealt with his mother being diagnosed with Alzheimer's disease, and how it motivated him to be a better baseball player. Hunter is a very determined athlete that is full of grit, and you will hear a great story how mental performance has affected him as an athlete and as a person. So allow me to introduce Hunter Bishop. Hunter, how are you? Doing well, doing well. How about you? I'm doing very well, very well. I'm very excited to to speak with you today and, and learn a little bit more about your journey up to this point, and you know, I can only imagine uh, what your last year has been like, considering uh, an incredible senior year at Sarah High School. College is looking at you, uh, professional teams not only looking at you, but drafting you. Can you share a little bit kind of what the last year has been like for you? Yeah, I mean, it's kind of been a whirlwind, um, like you said, with all that going on, and like some family stuff also, but I mean, it, the last year was crazy, you know, a lot of stuff jam-packed in it, and I mean, sports were awesome, and I finished a good football season uh, with the, with Sarah, and then kind of went on to baseball and thrived there, so I mean, it was it was a lot of fun, but it went fast, you know, everybody says it goes fast, and you don't really understand it until it happens, so it was it was fast. Absolutely, I can, I can only imagine. Yeah, I'm very interested, you know, considering all the things that you dealt with in the last year as an athlete from a football perspective, baseball perspective, and life. How, well, can you walk me through some things that kind of kept you focused and motivated through all the good things and impossible distractions that you, that you, that you dealt with? Yeah, I mean, I definitely. There's, I mean, obviously my mom, she suffers from Alzheimer's right now. And I mean, that's definitely a motivation for me and keeping me straight because 
she she motivates me every day to never give up and never quit and that's something me and my brother um always uh try to strive to be never give up at anything you do never quit um so i think that was the biggest i think my mom's the biggest motivation i have in my life um and she definitely kept me focused you know she like i said she never would let me i i, I would never let myself quit after what she's going through so i mean she's she's a huge inspiration to me my brother's a huge inspiration to me and um i think those would be my two biggest inspirations and motivations to keep me focused and obviously the work me and you have done um during the football season, you know, that kept me super straight. I was, there would be some bad games here and there. And, you know, you really had to forget it and, and, and let the bad games be there and take away the positives from each game. And obviously I kept improving and improving. So by the end of the season, we had a great performance, you know? So, I mean, mental performance with you is huge as well. Great. Great. And, and your brother, uh, Braden Bishop, um, plays for the Seattle Mariners in the, is it double A, triple A? Uh, double A, yeah. Double A. Can you speak a little bit how he's gone through this transition with you, with your mom and your success in the last year, uh, how, how much of a support he's been? Yeah, he's been huge. I mean, it's it's crazy because, you know, he's he, he was already in college by the time my mom got diagnosed. So, I mean, he was not really home for a lot of the time. He, like, so he didn't get to see her as much as I do, you know, because I'm home every single day and I get to live it with her. Um, but he's been a huge support when he comes home and even over the phone, you know, cause he's, he's not too far as in Bakersfield, which is, I mean, a couple hours away, you know, but he, he's been a huge support and he always motivates me to be better. Um, but you know, it's been tough on him too. You know, it's not, it's not an easy disease to any stretch and he's doing as much as he can to, um, put the word out for the disease. You know, we have a foundation, it's called four mom, uh, the letter, the number four and then mom. Um, so that's like what we're trying to do, get the word out for the disease a little bit, get some funding for it. Um, but I mean, he's, he's been, like I said, one of my biggest inspirations. Great. That's fantastic. And I, I hope the best for, for your mom and for you and your brother and, and for my listeners out there, um, please check out uh, for mom, the foundation. Um, if there's a part in your heart that wants to support, um, Alzheimer's, please do. So, you know, definitely, um, I'm here to support you as well, uh, Hunter, but as we, as we move forward, into your career the past year you've mentioned that you've dealt with some mental performance you've dealt with working with consultants in the past what was your experience uh with working on mental performance techniques and working with a consultant well i mean you know you everybody's always heard through sports um like mental performance is huge especially in baseball because baseball they always say 90 percent mental um and you know i never really believed that never really bite into it because or bought into it because i was i you know i just didn't really care about it. i was just so uh, enveloped in the in the sports side of it and the physical side of it you know so i think once sports started getting harder and you know the struggles started becoming more prevalent i i thought you know, I really think I want to take the next step in my game and try to um, have someone to maybe help me out with my mental side. But, you know, I never really knew what avenue to go because there's not that many publicized mental specialists out there um, that are successful, you know. But then, crazily, ironically, you came around in the football season and uh, we started working. And, you know, I've never looked back from those days. You know, I haven't worked with anybody else. Um, you know, you're still you're still my guy. Um, but, you know, it's 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 definitely something worth investing in. And I mean, people can deny it all they want, but mental performance is, I think, what separates the good from the great, you know? So I think my experience with mental performance has only been positive. And, you know, it's, it's, it's really all about, like I said, taking the positives out and 
trying to become better. Um, and that's what me and you did. Now, before your senior year, did you have, was that the first time that you were introduced to mental performance or sports psychology? Um, yeah, I believe the first time was our first session. Um, and you know, I didn't really know what to expect. It's like I said, I had no idea about it. I was kind of blind to the fact of, uh, sports psychology. Um, but then once you kind of introduced it to me, you know, it's, it's, you can take any avenue to it, you know, it's like people have different approaches, I'm sure. And I mean, I think your approach is great and it really helped me just kind of like not be so hard on myself. You know, I'm a very, I'm a, I'm a very hard on, I'm very hard on myself as a person, you know, and as an athlete. So, I mean, I always try to be great, but you know, you kind of help me take a step back and realize life and sports are not the easiest thing, you know? So, I mean, it, it definitely, that's the first experience I had with it was with you. When, when you, when you look at the benefits from, from the work that you did, what were, what were the benefits? Can, can you actually pinpoint whether in football or in baseball where mental performance enhanced your, your performance or allowed you to deal with a certain situation during either a football game or, or, or a baseball game? Uh, yeah, I'll do both. Football first, you know, that's when, you know, that's when you're working the most, you know, because you're around a lot. And uh, I, you know, I had a few rough games, a rough patch of games, I think two in a row where I was dropping passes and just, I was in my own head, you know, I, I would be wide open and a ball would go right through my hands. And like, that's, that wasn't me. You see, we talk about it. Why do I do this in practice? If I'm, if I'm dropping balls in the game, I caught everything in practice. And I think that was the first step in what we took, you know, we kind of tried to take a direct on approach to that one and just kind of see why I was dropping it and then tried to look the ball all the way in during practice. But even like it was never what we always said, it was never my hands. You know, I had great hands. It was, it was just, it was seriously the mental performance. I think that's a testament to how successful mental performance can be. Um, because then I went on to have a, like a stretch of seven games where I didn't drop one pass and like the rest was history. You know, we had a, like my final game, I think I had like 250 yards receiving, like, couple touchdowns and that was that that was the that was the defining moment for me you know that was the the mental performance I think that's what took over that game um and then obviously baseball I carried over the what we talked about um because it was like I think baseball is a lot more mental than football is you know football you're not really thinking baseball you have a lot of time to think you know you go out in the outfield you're kind of sitting around and then get up to the plate and I mean if you're struggling in baseball in the mind, you're not going to be so successful, you know? So, I mean, it's all a confidence game and, you know, you really, you really gave me that ability to be confident in myself. And, uh, and then when stuff's going wrong, you know, you got to talk to yourself. you you got no one else to help you, but you. And like when you're out there, you know, so, I mean, that was the biggest part is just, just controlling your mind. You control the controllables as you always say. And was there a moment in, and I want to, I want to focus on baseball right now because, there was a you know a huge limelight that I can only imagine that was on you throughout the beginning of the season, yeah, being uh, you know 2015 Under Armour All American, having a lot of colleges reach out to you, a lot of scouts come to your games. Was there a moment through this past season where you literally, I can only imagine having a lot of pressure, a lot of people focused on Hunter. How did you deal with those situations, and was there a time where whether if it was in the playoffs or in the championships where you had to really like focus mentally on, on what you needed to get done as an athlete. Yeah. I mean, it was, it was at first it was, it was a whirlwind, you know, it was just the the professional side came at me really fast. And I mean, they're kind of, they're relentless when they're coming after you, which is cool. I mean, it's a great experience. And, um, 
it, it was just something that I had to learn to deal with, you know. And at first, like I said, it was it was just crazy. Like they were all coming. I had no idea what was going on. I'd never experienced this before. And that's where that's where I had to take the next step in my mental performance game. I think because. If, if I didn't get stronger mentally, my game was just going to keep going downhill. And I didn't have the greatest start. You know, I think, I, I don't know, I didn't play too well at the start of the season. And I think it was just to be nervous and being on edge, you know. And then as I started talking to myself saying, Hunter, just control what you can control like we always talked about. And that was the, that was my that was my motto throughout the entire um, baseball season, just control what you can control. Because baseball is not a game of, out- or like they always say, baseball is not a game of outcomes. It's a game of like, the, or it's a game of the uh, the process, you know, so it, it, it got easier and easier as time went on. And then by the end of the season, my mental performance game had improved so much that I, I didn't even notice the guys were there. Beautiful, beautiful. And if you were to rank from the beginning of the season to the end, when you went into, you know, again, focusing on the pressure piece, I can only imagine how much pressure that was on you. What was your confident level from, you know, from one to ten, one being low, ten being high, from the beginning to the end, did your confidence level change from the beginning to the end of the season? I mean, my confidence level was always pretty high, you know, just because, like, based off the summer I had last year, and um, I mean, it was always high, and I always believed in myself, and I'm I'm the first one that belief starts from within, you know, um, to believe that. So, I mean, I, I always believed in myself, but I'd say as I started getting more comfortable, my confidence level continued to grow, and as and you know, obviously as like I said, as confidence raises, your hitting raises, your play raises. So, I mean, I think my confidence was probably a seven at the beginning of the season, which I'd say is still pretty high, you know, for confidence. But I'd say by the end, it was a good nine or ten. Um, you know, just on the fact that I, I believe I can do it. You know, I believe I can be play with anybody and um, be among the best, you know. So, I mean, that's probably why I'd say my confidence is that high. Because I, I don't believe any other way. Why? Why should you let your confidence be low, especially with the mental performance game like you're talking about um, and like you worked with me with? Like, if you don't have confidence yourself, then you're never going to make it. Absolutely. And, you know, and what I'm hearing is a, is a lot of uh, positive self-talk that allows athletes like yourself, especially at the elite level, especially at the elite high school level, to keep them focused and motivated and interestingly enough, what correlates to that mindset is you having an incredible and fantastic batting average, which was uh, your average was a 438. How does how does someone deal with all the pressures of college and 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 scouts and still have a very 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 high batting average? I mean, I think it's like, you know, people always say, and it's kind of the cliche saying in baseball, it's always like, don't worry about your batting average, don't worry about your stats, let it take care of yourself. I mean, I think it's a, I think it's a reality. You know, you, you, you're going to see your batting average on the big jump, the jumbotron. You're going to see your stats on the jumbotron. So, I mean, I think it's accepting your, your, um, your statistics, but not overlooking them because you're not defined by your batting average. I mean, good players, they're going to have a good batting average, but, I mean, in some cases, in certain cases, some guy's going to bat 250, but he's maybe one of the best players in the major leagues, you know? So, like, um, I just, I think statistics are big, but you can't focus on them solely. You know, it's important. You want to get hits. You want to, you want to string together some good stats, some home runs, some doubles, you know, RBIs. So, I mean, it's just, it's a, it's a good balance. I think you got to have a good balance. I mean, you got to not worry about your stats, but you got to, you got to want to be successful. I mean, if you're, no one wants to hit 200. Like, no one wants to hit 200. No one wants to hit, 250 but i mean if hey if you do it then you got to deal with it and you got to improve to be better every single year but i mean 
I know that myself, I always tried to have good statistics, but that's not the, that's not the sole focus. You know, the sole focus is the process and how you can grow better each game. Absolutely. Absolutely. And from your perspective, what is, do you think that sports psychology, mental performance exists um, or how much does it exist in, in high school sports as of today? The focus of it. Uh, I don't think it's, I don't think it's big at all. I mean, I, what, well, from what I've seen, like, cause I've been at two high schools and Sarah was like, you were the only one that was there for us for sports psychology. Um, but most of my buddies I've talked to, you know, I've t- it's actually been a topic. Like I, I told them about you and I told them that I had good success with it. And I asked if they've ever had the same experience. And I have guys all around the country from high school, some buddies. And I, I've heard very few that say they, um, they have a mental performance coach. Um, I mean a few here and there, but I'd say it's it's pretty prevalent in college and uh, or prevalent. I'd say it's pretty um, relevant in college and obviously professional. There's a ton of I think there's sports psychologists for every team um, these days, but uh, I, I'm not sure about high school. I, I, I would guess to say not very many. I don't really know the exact statistic. Okay, and what would be your perspective if if you looked at your baseball team this year, which did very very well? What if everybody on your team actually bought into uh, mental performance or was very active with their mental performance? Do you think that would change the the look and feel of, of your team this year? Uh, I mean, I, yeah, I think it'd give us a whole other component. You know, like you said, we did a really we did really well. We won our league. We won the league championship. But I think that would be a huge next step for that team. You know, I mean. For any team, I, I think mental performance, like we've talked about in the last couple of minutes, is it's such a it's such an up and coming thing, and there's so many professional and college teams doing it now because people didn't want to. I don't think people wanted to face the facts till now that it's a huge up and rising thing. Like mental performance is what controls this game, and the the like the strong will always prevail, you know. So I think. I think if we had that, you never know. Maybe we continue on. And I mean, like I said, we won our championship. So I don't know if we would have done better, but it definitely would have gave us a whole entire new component. In high school, mental performance, sports psychology, discussions about this topic is, I believe, is rising. And there are a lot of coaches that do buy into uh, mental performance. Some of them feel like it can be a distraction. What is your... What is your perception of the coaches that you've worked with for with baseball and football at Sarah High? What is their their thought process on mental performance? Do they believe in it? Are they bought into it? Um, that's interesting. I mean, I'd say uh, the football side of it, Coach Walsh. I mean, he was obviously open to you working with us, um, and he's a he's a great man. He's one of like my closest friends, um, and I think like all the power to him. You know, he really believed in you and. Um, thought it was working, you know, and obviously I, I'll argue, argue with anyone who's against it because I'm the first to say that you helped me turn my football season around. So I'm not sure about the baseball side. I actually never asked about it, um, but I know the football side was huge, and I know Coach Walsh supports you and obviously loves you. So, I mean, it's I'd say he's a big supporter of it. With your brother being a professional baseball player, what is his what is his perspective of mental performance? Does he have – does he believe in it? Does he have a regimen on, on his end that he uses during his performances? Yeah, I mean, 
I'd say me and my brother are two strong-minded in, individuals, and um, I mean, we definitely both need to still work on our mental game. You know, he, uh, me more than him, because he's he's already close to the major leagues. You know, but um, there's still definitely room for improvement for him too. You know, he'd tell you, he'd be the first one to tell you that. Um, because I mean, obviously, you're gonna have a bad game, and you're gonna go, "Dang, I suck," or "Dang, this sport sucks." Um, because you know that's just the nature of the game. And I'd say his take on it is that it's the survival of the fittest you know you got to have it's the best players and every night and you got to have that strong mentality and uh, like i said i think the mental game separates the good from the great and i think the great are at the top level in the major leagues so i i know he'll make it but um i mean obviously like i said we both got to get stronger with our mental games great talk to me about the the whole process of again going through this whole year it was an incredible year for you you know, obviously being uh, the WCA play of the year, being first team all league in football, also in baseball, getting a full ride scholarship to Arizona State, and then making having that decision when you were talking to all of these, these scouts for professional baseball, when you got drafted by the San Diego Padres in the 2016 uh, Major League Draft this year, what was your mindset? What What allowed you to make the decision to move on and or not to accept the the offer for the Padres and move on to to Arizona State yeah I mean it was it was one of the hardest decisions of my life you know um it could have I could have been from I could have went from a 17 year old kid to a 17 year old adult in one day you know so it it was definitely tough but I mean, like talking to my dad and talking to my um, like my brother. It was just, I mean, because those guys were the two biggest, and obviously my mom. But those those three were the biggest um, factors in my decision, you know, because they're the most important people to me in my life. Um, so I know I, it was hard. It was, it was like I said, it was the toughest decision of my life so far, and I just decided that I think three years of education uh, are more important. And I mean, obviously baseball is my love and I want to play professional baseball and I want to play in the major leagues and I'm pretty confident I can make it. Um, but I just think that Arizona State's going to set me up in a better position. You know, I, I think I had a great year and I think I'm, I, I did successfully, but I think there's a lot more, there's a lot more room to improve on, you know? So I just want to get better and better and I want to put myself in the best position to make it to the major league. So I think through three years of college and playing for the coach that I decided to go play for at ASU who's the man, um, I think that I can maybe even be a higher draft pick um, through what I could have gone. Uh, but, you know, more importantly than that, I just want to be set up, like I said, set up perfectly in the right situation to make it to the major leagues. I think I can do that with three years at ASU. When you made your decision uh, to Arizona State, was there any conversations about their mental performance plan strategy or approach does sports psychology exist within that program there at, at arizona state um i think i believe i believe there's a sports psychologist because i know my brother actually had one at um, university of washington and that was a huge help for him because he went through a really rough patch his freshman year you know i mean every freshman goes through you know it's the freshman struggles and um he i know he went to a sports psychologist and it and it changes his changed his whole um, career around, and he got drafted third round, and went on to be obviously like we've said, super successful so far. Um, I, but I, I actually have not done the research. It'd be something interesting to ask upon, you know, because I think that'd be huge. But I mean, at worst, if they don't have one, I'll give you a call and we'll talk for hours, you know. So I mean, it's. I'll, but I definitely would like to look into that, and it'd definitely be convenient to have a sports psychologist. So hopefully, they have one. 
Great. So let me ask you a question about being mentally tough. I know there's a few things that you've talked about earlier about what made you motivated, what kept you focused, but what do you think really makes an athlete mentally tough? Um, well, I mean, I hate to keep using a baseball reference, but I think mentally tough in like mentally tough in sports is, is essential. You know, I mean, it's, uh, like I, like I, I keep bringing up the good and the great thing. I mean, the mentally tough or the great, and I mean, baseball is a perfect example of that. You know, when you go for four, three times in a row, and then the the mentally weak aren't going to be doing so well. You know, they're they're gonna they're gonna say, "Oh, I suck." They're just going to be all negative. I think the mentally tough are able to look look to the next day, look to the next day, and keep looking forward instead of uh, looking back and, and like just staying within, like not staying present in the moment. Um, I think that's the most important thing is just staying present in the moment for the mentally tough, you know, cause if, if, if you go over one, you strike out your first bat and oh, I suck. Okay. You're going over four. Like there, base, baseball is a huge mental game. And so are every other sport. And so is life, you know, being a mentally tough human being, I think that's, that's really important in life. And, uh, I mean, the mentally tough in this world, I think are the successful people in this world. So I, I think, Mentally tough and success are two really big things that go together. You make a great point that mentally being mentally tough starts to you know starts at being present, being focused, and not living in the past and not living in the future, and being very mindful of what you need to get done, regardless of the result that happened, you know, last inning or last game. I think that's very it's a strong and, and very healthy point for athletes out there that that strive to increase their mental toughness it starts with being present great point great point you're about a month and a half or so away from transitioning from this high school star going into a very very well-known baseball program a great league the pac 12 or the pack yeah the pac 12 what what are some of the things that are going through your head right now through this transition from a high school star now into a very large, big, uh, well-known baseball program. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I think everybody at ASU is maybe a high school star, and I mean, I, I'm just kind of going to the pool of, of of studs at ASU, you know. So, I mean, it would, like you said, it would definitely be a big transition, and I'm look, I'm really looking forward to get there, and you know, I'm kind of, I'm kind of eager to get there, um, but I think. The way I'm going to transition is just with a lot of confidence. You know, like we talked about earlier, mental performance is is going to be my it's going to be my go-to. Because um, I mean, I don't think if you walk in there without without any confidence, like I said, it's a it's a bunch of studs and they're gathered from all around the country um, in one baseball mecca. You know, so it's I just got to go in there with a lot of confidence and you know put my nose down and work hard and try to earn a starting spot um, because it's it's not going to be all sunshine and rainbows there either. You know, so. Uh, it's going to be a lot of hard work and a lot of dedication and that's something I think I can do for sure but I, it's going to take a lot of confidence and that's like a, that's a big part like we talked about from the mental side so great I have two questions for you um, in regards to what you've gone through in the last year if there was a another high school athlete that was going to walk in the same shoes as you did going into their baseball season like you did last year what advice would you give them to knowing that there's going to be a lot of colleges uh, looking at them, a lot of you know pro scouts at every game? What what advice would you give a high school athlete? Yeah, I mean, I I, I think the biggest thing would just be live in the moment. 
Um, I mean, I'm the first, I think I got caught up in the process a little bit. Um, I mean, who, what kid wouldn't, you know, I'm, I was 17 and it was, it was, like I said, it was just a whirlwind and everything was coming at me fast and big number, big money numbers are being tossed around. And, you know, a kid's going to jump out of that a, a seven figure number, you know? So, I mean, that's, I'm, I'm, I'm still, I'm still a newbie to the, to the business world, you know? So I, I, I hear that number and it's like, Oh wow, that's awesome. And I mean, I think that's something that most like every kid should enjoy. So I tell the guy to enjoy um, the process, but I'd also tell him to be in the present, like we kind of just talked about. Um, because I mean, definitely, like there was definitely some moments that were like skipped over because I was where it's going to happen on the field or what was going to go on. You know, so I, I think just be in the present, enjoy it, and uh, cherish every moment you have. You know, because you never know <laughs> when something's going to happen or good. So I mean, I just think. Each moment should be enjoyed um, the same, and you should really cherish your opportunities and thank, you know, thank your parents for what they do for you. And I mean, just like I said, just enjoy the moment. I think that's the number one thing. Great point. I can't stress enough to to my listeners and, and viewers to to be present, to be mindful, and 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 relish in the moment. Not think about tomorrow. Not not think about yesterday, and um, and focus on the things that you're in control of. Great point. Great point. Curious as well, who is your, your favorite baseball player? Uh, my favorite baseball player is Josh Donaldson. Plays for the Toronto Blue Jays, third baseman. Uh, love his energy. Is there anything that does his way of playing the game, does, do, do you uh, emulate anything that he does? Or you try to, do you think there's any connection in the way that you play the game with the way he plays the game? I mean, we're two totally different style of players. You know, he's an infielder, I'm an outfielder. But I think energy-wise, I love the energy he brings to the field. And I, that's something I try to incorporate into my game every day. Um, and I was reading a big article, actually. Well, I, I'm sure um, a question will come up about that that I'll talk about. But, you know, his um, his energy he brings to the field every single day and his mental performance is, is huge um, for him. So that's, you know, I, I love to... I love to um, take parts of big leaders' game and try to incorporate it into mine, like I was saying. Just because... They're in the big leagues. They're successful for a reason, and they've gotten there. And like I said, um, mental performance helps you get to the big league. So I think I, when I hear something about a mental performance from a major leaguer or a professional, even a professional athlete, I just try to incorporate that in my game and see if it will work um, just because that's made them successful. So, hey, why can't it make me successful? You know, and every person's different. And I'm not saying go out and copy a major leaguer or go out and copy a professional athlete. But, I mean, hey, if, if they've been successful or very successful at something and they made a lot of money and it's working for them, you never know. It could work for you. So I, that's something I try to always try and be open to and open to adjustments. You know, so I think that was I think that's why I love Josh just because – He's so he's so energetic every time he comes to the field. You know, there's going to be rough days, but he said, you know, there's going to be rough days. There's going to be tough days, and I'm going to come to the field every day with the same mentality and just try to just try to get better and have some fun. That's great. That's great. Thanks for sharing. Definitely think Josh is a very tenacious, mentally tough individual. So I, I agree with you on that. All right, you're almost you're almost there. You're about a month away or so. Uh, you're training. Every single day, within that training, are you? What are you focusing on from a mental performance standpoint? Whether if it's training your regimen, training with weights, um, swinging the bat, throwing the ball, can you walk me through a little bit some of the things that you're you're focusing on and working on from a mental performance standpoint? Yeah, I mean, 
I think the, like I, t- I was talking about my brother earlier and his freshman struggles, and I know those are going to happen for me too. I think it's just inevitable that it happens to every freshman, especially in the Pac-12, just because the competition's so good. Um, so I think the biggest thing I've tried to just instill in my mind uh, throughout the summer um, working out is just staying positive because that's so big. Because um, I know there's, like I said, I know there's going to be struggles. I know there's going to be bumps in the road next year. So. I really just want to have the ability to stay positive and, you know, when I'm not doing too well, just like a hunter, slow it down, stay in the moment. Um, so I think that was the, I think that's the biggest thing I'm telling myself and, you know, just stay confident also, like I've said a bunch, you know, that confidence is, is what separates stars from superstars, you know? So I think confidence, even when you're, even when you're not having a good day, even when you're not swinging it well in the cage or in, on the field, or, you know, you're just, you're feeling like tired. I just think that, that, that that mental confidence is is it what is is what makes you great, you know. So I think that's that's the those are the two biggest things I've tried to stress: or positivity in the in all my aspects of life and sports, and and then um, high level of confidence. Great. And if you were to describe, if you give me one word that describes who you are as an athlete, what would that word be? Hmm. Wow, that's tough. I'd say. I mean, I'd say there's a lot of words that can define me, but I mean, if I, if I could define myself as one word, I'd say, I'd just say gritty. Um, I mean, it's, it's, I mean, you can kind of take that word any way you want, but I'd say for me, gritty means being tough, mentally tough. Um, but just beyond that, I think it just, it just, I want myself to be defined as a gritty human being. And, you know, I, like I always, I was talking about a couple of minutes ago, you know, taking, uh, mental performance or taking, uh, ideas from professional athletes and, a big thing Josh Donaldson stresses is, you know, I don't care, not you exactly, but just like people who, who try to give you their opinion. And, you know, there's obviously some opinions that are, are matter, like that matter to me a lot, you know, family, like great friends. And, but I mean, people who, who don't really know you and there's, there's going to be haters along the road and there's going to be people that, that don't like your style and they're going to say something. And, you know, honestly, I, I, I've tried to incorporate that in my life. Just, I don't really care what other people think about me or my family, as long as they love me and they, I love them and, and, and we're all good. Then, then I don't really care what other people think. So I, I don't know. I kind of branched off there, but I think that that was a word that kind of defines me is gritty. Um, just, just trying to be mentally tough um, tough and just, just stay strong. You know, I think that's a, that's a great word for an athlete and, uh, and even a human being. That's great. I mean, I, I, I think grit is, um, is a fantastic word to describe someone's ability considering what you've gone through as such a successful career at Sarah high school and dealing with all the, the pressures dealing with, with your mom, there's, you have definitely, from what I've heard, is you've definitely shown that grit um, and mindfulness. So I want to thank you so much for for sharing your your thoughts and in your time about your experience and your journey, how mental performance played a, a part in it to get to this point. And I I can't wait to see you um, playing college baseball and and hopefully in in major leagues. And I hope the best for you. I know you're going to do great. You're going to do some great things. And right now I'd like to take um, just a few moments um, at the end of every show here. I'd like to promote a, a book, an author, or an article that I think is pertinent to our discussions. And one of them is a book that is from George Mumford. It's called The Mindful Athlete, Secrets to Pure Performance. Definitely a fantastic book that focuses solely on mindfulness and his journey with working with a lot of performers in the world and also basketball performers in the wor- world. So 
check out this book. It's an f- easy read, and you will learn a lot about mindfulness. All right, folks, thanks for everything, and I will see you at the next session.